Here we go! My name's Bubba. My name's Anna. And you're tuned into Church Nerds, an LTN radio morning show, and a proud member of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. Why did you say it like that? Ooh, so smooth. <laughs> well, you don't, why are you making that face at me? Why are you saying it like that? You're weirding me That's out. That's how I always say it. You, you, <laughs> you, no, you don't. No, I don't. I've never <laughs> said it like that. I don't know. Um, I am, I don't know, I'm feeling good today. Okay. Hey. I got up early. I'm glad you feel good. The children didn't make me want to not be a parent anymore. This really? Morning. Yeah. Because was... you seemed frustrated about the hairbrush situation. I couldn't and find their shoes. The chapstick situation. Couldn't find their chapstick. Couldn't find their uh, hairbrush. Um, Caleb wanted to get a snack at the very last second. After I told him to write himself a note, or I wrote a note for him. He wanted to do his hair this morning. I, okay, yeah, yesterday he started wanting to do his hair. So this thing has been happening with Caleb where he's starting to care about how he looks. Yeah. Which has not been a thing ever his entire life. Ever. He actually tends more toward, um, like I've, I've suspected that he might have some sensory um, processing yeah, yeah, yeah. issues um, that he'll only wear like athleisure basically like athleisure um, you know loungy basketball shorts or um only certain kinds of underwear and definitely never jeans and you know until recently only certain kinds of shoes yeah so we send him to school and he's around other kids which i mean it's not that he wasn't socialized but somehow something maybe it's being nine I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. But he's got his little aesthetic that he's building. I'm okay with it. He's Yesterday, doing it's, his hair he flip. decided that he wants his hair flip right <laughs> up in the front. It reminds me of like Zach from Saved by the Bell. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it's kind of, and I mean, I don't hate it because Caleb's hair is completely he's unruly. Kinda cute. He's kind of yes. He got that from you. Uh, my hair is fine. Thank you very much. Your hair is a lot. Don't look at my hair right now. It's not done. Don't look. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Either don't look at me or look at me directly in the eyes. Well, you're looking at me and I have done nothing to prepare you have myself. Not. You are. You're. You're. Ha- I was not ready for you. You're a half an hour early. Yeah. You, you sauntered on into here and you're like, I'm uh, me ran to a podcast. Well, the baby's still half sleeping. Half an hour earlier. The baby's still sleeping. So you, I, you we're a half an hour early, so that means we're an hour and a half early. <laughs> but here we are. Um, doing church nerds. Good to be back. I just came back from Tantrum Con in North Carolina. Come on, raise up. Take your shirt off. Spin around your head like a helicopter. I, nobody? Nope. Nobody? Um, I yeah. don't. Nobody. Is this a college football thing? No, 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 no. It was like an old, uh, like uh, hip, hippity hop rap song. Oh. And I've said that. I said that in North Carolina. I'd say, come on and raise up. And it like is a natural precursor, uh, predecessor you thought, to. You thought it would I be, it was be like, a thing. Um, 
the stars at night are big and bright and then everybody in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody. Not a single person. And so Deep in the heart of Texas. Sorry, I had to finish that for our Canadian friends. Um but I and I also thought like when whenever we were in Boston, um, that when I was saying chow to head, I was like, Oh, I'm gonna be cool, like, I'm gonna be the cool guy. And no, they're like, You people f- don't freaking tourist, get out. Nobody says that. Where did you even hear that? Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know, television where mm-hmm. everybody learns. Stop trying everything. to be cool in these places. I can't help it. You it's yeah. like it's like being statist. Like what you're making mean? assumptions and stereotypes about people's states and then you get there and they're like, Don't talk to us like that. Well, it's the same thing I do when people come to Texas. They're like, Hey, where are all the cowboys at? I'm like, get away from <laughs> where me. Where are your right tumbleweeds? Now. Yeah. Well they're in New Mexico. What else do they ask for? This year we've gotten a lot of I thought it was gonna be hot in Texas. <laughs> and why I'm like, this, well, why is it so cold? Come back tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it'll be hot this afternoon. Yes. What a great winter we had this morning. You know, that's, that should be Texas motto. Um, I came back from South Carolina, North Carolina. What did oh, I say? Oh, oh, Caleb wants to experience, um, Wummer. Who? And I, Wummer, um, which is a mixture of winter, winter and, and summer. summer. Okay. And I was like, I think that's just Texas. Yeah. yeah I, I think that's Texas winter. You're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in North Carolina, not South Carolina, which I'm like, ah, I'm kind of over the whole North South thing because when I was down there, I had native Carolinians. I don't even know. Car- Carolinians? Carolinians. I don't know. What? People that live there. I had, I asked them a question. I said, Hey, what is the, what's the deal? Why is there North Carolina and South Carolina? Uh-huh. But then you have the Carolina Panthers in the uh, NFL. Uh-huh. Speak words out of your mouth. To my ears. Me? Not you. I'm just oh. talking to them. But you, if you know the answer, I would I would accept it from you. Mm. But you know almost nothing about football. So there'd be almost no nothing. there'd be no way for you to know that. And they were like, uh, well, they practice in one state and then the stadium's in another. I was like, that's the stupidest reason I've ever heard. This is dumb. Cause like almost every almost every team has like their farm league or their practice field or whatever in another area, like another state. Uh-huh. And then they, they are, are you know big boys in another state, and yeah. so um, nobody knows. Uh, it's, okay. I'm sure that there's an actual reason, and somebody's probably screaming at their podcast uh, well, device. They can at us on the <clears throat> socials. Yeah, you sure can um, at Church Nerds LTN. And the the thing that got me was like I told I was talking to you and I was like I, I mean, when I went I was I was in Charlotte. But I, I guess I wasn't in Charlotte proper, is what they said. Um, and so I, I don't know if I would call where I was a suburb, per se. Um, more the outskirts of, of Charlotte. And so when I went there, um, I it felt like I was... The best, the best way I can put it is it felt like I was somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, where, where you at? I'm, I'm, de- I'm definitely somewhere. I'm definitely somewhere. It, it, it was... That area was aggressively average. You like wake up in a dream to find yourself in Charlotte, but it's like you could never have, there's no, no markers not to, one. to let you know where no. you are. Maybe like one, one store that we passed. Not that was an like, awesome cheese steak. Or Charlotte a, nails, you know, or like something like that. <laughs> Charlotte 
Yeah, I mean, it was it was nothing like I asked several times. Where are we? Mm-hmm. I forgot because I just I'm no are we North or South Carolina? I mean Charlotte or ah, there was another one. I forget. Raleigh. No, not Raleigh. Raleigh, Raleigh. I know. Okay. Uh, well, Charlotte, I know. Like I know the name of these places, but like there was no, there were, there was no. You when you go to Philly, like you're in Philly. You go to Chicago, you're in Chicago. Like doesn't doesn't really matter what part you're in. People are gonna let you know where you're at. Mm-hmm. The place, the things around you are gonna let you know where you're at. When you're in Austin, shoe hattie, you in Austin. Nobody from Nobody Austin talks, talks like, like that. that. No. no, they would hate you for that. Mm, you're in Austin. <laughs> no, they don't talk like that either. What do they talk like? It's more like how they dress. Um, uh, we like music. Everybody in Austin says that. That's instead of hello, good day. It's we like music, and then you also have to reply oh. with, "Don't talk to me like that. That's super weird." Oh, but I also like music. <laughs> um. So I, it was, it was good though. Th- that area, I have no desire to like be back. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like drawing me back, but I, w- mm-hmm. I would go back. It the, I loved, this is going to sound super the, the lame. The thing that makes it must be the people. It's, it's like a, a person I, yeah. where you're like, but they have a great personality. Oh, they're just, yeah, they're not very <laughs> cute, but ooh-wee. man, they're insides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Th- and that's what I told Anne. I was like, if, if ever there were a move to the Carolinas, it would be your move. We're definitely moving there for the people because um, mm-hmm. there's not really Jack or squat about that area. And I'm not like Texas is better. Ooh. Um, I didn't sneeze at all when I was there. Yeah. I feel a sneeze coming on right now. That's why I'm reminded well, of that. I mean, it is the time. I mean that you, you, you went for one time of year. You really would have to experience a full year there to decide whether it was uh, a good allergy move. But... I accept your terms. <laughs> um, I will move there for one year later. Okay. I don't know. It was it was good though. Uh, Tantrum Con was fun, and I, I'm sure we'll be talking Threw about a lot that. Of tantrums. Yeah, and I have no answer for you guys. Are going to ask what's why does why Tantrum Con? I have no idea. No oh. idea. Okay. I will say, though, that one of the the funtivities that they have is a table flip. Mm-hmm. And so that's really cool. Is it kind of like a, a cannonball contest? Like you flip a table and you see how many cards fly up in the air. And- yeah. you. So they have a like a sponsor and the sponsor this year is Bezier Games. And so they give you a game and you have 30 seconds to set the game up on the oh, table. Oh, OK. And then it's three, two, one and flip. And okay. It's pretty. It's it's either super duper spectacular or <laughs> very Carolina. Just like oh, I was whelmed by that. Mm, so a cannonball contest. Yeah, I was talking to him about it. I was like, that's you know, like practice because there's like technique to properly flip. I was the table. thinking about that, like especially with two people. Oh well, I mean, coordinate. setting up the game, like you really want your cards to be distributed pretty well and stuff so that. They fly up everywhere because if they were just properly stacked, they pro- it probably wouldn't be well, as impressive. And legitimately speaking, and anybody who's planning on doing table flipping, I think I think that the trick is to to set everything up on the back of the table. Because mm-hmm. if you set up on the front of the table, it's just going to spill. 
yeah. set up on the back of the table. That's where the launch, that's the launch pad. Okay. I didn't think about this. Uh, got some technique. Yep. Definitely didn't think about it. Basically the entire plane ride home. Um, but yeah, uh, watched, watched some movies, hung out with some great people. We did a joint podcast with um, Free Play and Moviga. Uh, and we did an episode of theirs and an episode of ours and basically just called it a two-part um, cross-promotional Hoosier What's It. Hoosier What's It. A Hoosier What's It. A good old-fashioned Hoosier What's It. Okay. Yeah, an authentic North Carolina Hoosier What's It. I think it's called it. the podcast. Well, you can listen to it and Ooh. tell me. We did say this. We said that. Because it's it, it's it's a weekend of uh, inside jokes, and oh, so no. it's either completely unlistenable, yeah, or it's the best thing that's ever happened to the podcast platform. Uh, I think it's the latter and not the former. Because I was listening to it back and laughing just as hard as when it, everything you happened. You know the inside jokes, so I'll uh, have to be the judge of that. That's true. That's true. Um, I don't know. Go and listen to that. We got free play. It's already out. And then also launching the same day as this podcast is the Moviga podcast. So go check them out. M-O-V-I-G-A. Which means for our listeners who are not familiar with Moviga. What does it mean? I thought you were going to say that. (laughs) Nope. That was a lead in. Yes. A segue as it were. Uh, Moviga are good friends um, over on the Moviga Twitch channel, and they also have a podcast. Um, and what they do is they look at movies and video games, and they take you know movies, movideo, movideo gamas, Moviga. So they, but you, it's movies, not movies, and so it's like, is it Moviga? And they're it like, should be Moviga. They're like. It's, they it's, say it, it's Moviga. But they say it's Moviga. Yeah. And I call them the Movigites, and then they have a different name for it. And I'm like, your name's not as good as mine. So, <laughs> But go and check that out. Um, and uh, hey, hey, you know what? Why don't you go listen to both of those podcasts while we take this break? And uh, Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> well, don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the fact that it's about time that we talked about Bruno. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wanna talk about Bruno? Yeah. That was that was my that was my idea. It's time to talk about Bruno right now. Oh dang, I just got his DMCA. Hey, hang around and we'll be back with more of the Church Nerds Podcast. This week in nerd history in living color. Nerd history. Although it may be hard to believe, development of the color television goes back as far as the development of the black and white television. In fact, the world's first color transmission occurred in 1928, and the world's first color broadcast occurred 10 years later. However, it would not be until nearly two decades later that color television technology advanced enough to be introduced to the general public. On February 28, 1954, the first color TV sets using the National Television Systems Committee standard were produced and sold to the public. 
prior to developing the NTSC standard, broadcasting color television was not feasible because it consumed three times as much bandwidth as black and white broadcasts. The NTSC approved a system by RCA to solve this problem. RCA's all-electronic system encoded color information based on the brightness information, which was the key they were looking for. To this day, the NTSC standard is considered one of the most monumentous technical achievements in television history. During the 1950s, color televisions and broadcasts were slow to gain popularity amongst consumers and networks. The 1960s witnessed a great spike in color television sales, which was largely in part to the color broadcasting transition of 1965. By the 1970s, color televisions were the standard and could be found in homes nationwide. I know we all enjoyed those black and white episodes of WandaVision, but thanks to RCA not giving up on a consumer-ready color TV, they paved the way for the 4K vibrant color flat screens we have now. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Nerd History. Welcome back to Church Nerds. Once again, my name is Bubba. My name is Anna. And today we are talking about Bruno. Yes, yes. <laughs> so it's funny because <clears throat> I think that PJ has picked up on that no, no, no. Oh, great. I mean, <clears throat> he's not like telling me no, no, no. I mean, sometimes he says no, 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 no but it's more like I know is, that sometimes yeah. I hear no, no, no. So I want to say it. But when people start singing that song, he'll be like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. It's <laughs> uh, pretty cute. Yeah. Also, so. he likes to go, you know, in the the family madrigal, they're like, whoa, la, 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 whoa. So yeah. he'll just be like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the things that children <clears throat> pick up on. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. are you going to do? But today we're we're gonna we're gonna keep it kind of light and frothy in the first half. Um, this is our heavy air quotes nerdy part of the show. Yeah. So here, I don't know. Like this this has been done. It's even been done by some LTN um, adjacent yeah. places. But um, Backer like, had an episode about yeah, it. Yeah, we don't want to beat a dead horse on it. To dead horpins. A dead horpins. Um, I mean, I don't know. And it's not super like, and Kanto has been out a while. It's, it's not like this is like super new and fresh. Yeah. And I, that's kind of on purpose because we don't like to, it's hard to talk about this mm-hmm. without spoiling. Things. Oh, the whole thing. And so we, I wanted to give people some time. Yeah. And if you haven't seen it, you know. Go go somewhere else if you don't want something to be spoiled. Um, yeah, go and get. Send us a private message and we can um, let you borrow our, our Disney Plus for a minute. And you can go watch. <laughs> oh, yikes. Uh, no, we won't, Disney, I promise. But yes, we absolutely will. He withdraws. He withdraws um, that. Redacted. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it works, right? You just say redacted and it <laughs> takes it away. I would like that stricken from the record, actually. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we... I mean, I'm not really necessarily worried about spoilers because like some people have seen it 27 or more times. Yeah, that's a very oddly specific number. 27. I feel like somebody like I think Matt 
uh, Radio Matt Coker, um, he mentioned that it's been seen 27 times in his house. Oh, it's like been viewed it counts? 27 times. I don't know. I don't think we've watched it 27 times, but I I put it on a lot. I like feel like for PJ. Oh, yeah. He loves just to have on in the background. Kids and, were I'll watching watch, the other day. and I'll watch part of it. <laughs> I have seen it through one and three quarters times. It's one of those movies where like I sat down and I watched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. We, we watched it yeah, through as a, as a family that first time. And I, I, I'm going to be real. I, I was, I was whelmed by it. Sure. You know, it, it didn't take me uh, by surprise. It didn't sweep me off my feet. And I think it's one of those movies, legitimately speaking, the more I like think about it and hear people talk about it, it's like, the th- second watch and the third watch and the fourth watch. Like it's, it's this like onion that keeps on, yeah, getting it's an, peeled. It's an onion movie. And so. Mm-hmm. Because you know, there's like, you just notice something yeah. else, something different, or you find a way to identify with a character differently or. Now, if you're a person who upon first watching, you were just like mind blows city. Hey, congratulations on being way more emotionally sensitive than I am. <laughs> well, I mean, I think Louisa's song specifically Everybody was like, "That's a strong one." Oh man, yep. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, the I, strong one. Yes. Again, I've seen it through one and a half times. Right. I don't know, and I let's be real. I've watched entire seasons of shows, and I was like, "The one with the hair." Yeah. <laughs> oh, names. I don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean that the pressure, the pressure song. Yeah. I, is it just such a striking? I thought that would be the song that caught on. I mean it. It did in certain places, like no, I mean, like on TikTok, it's big. Like Bruno's, like the, with kids, especially Bruno is. Yeah. Oh, I don't know our kids. Yeah. I mean, they know almost the entire thing. They sing it with their friends. They divvy out parts. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Uh, but but to me, like it, I again, I, I needed to be influenced by culture. Um, yeah, I, I, I really did. And that's like <clears throat> that, that, that this is me opening up and being completely and honest and transparent. Like you didn't, you didn't love it. I like, I liked it. It was okay. It was fine. Um, I'm, I'm, I liked Luca better upon first watch, you know? And, and so I think Luca kind of went under the radar. I mean, it got McDonald's toys, but it's, like, it is weird how nobody talked about Luca. We don't talk about. We Luca. don't talk about Luca. No, no, no. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm not super. In, there are things in Luca, but I'm not super interested in cracking that nut in the way that we have done it with Encanto and the, the way that we're going to do it here on this uh-huh. show and the way that the world is doing it at large. And so I think that to me, that's the thing that separates it, right? Like from from other stories. And what's really interesting to me. Is and this is something that you and I have talked about, um, at least recently, is that Encanto is a Disney Animation Studios mm-hmm. movie, whereas right. Luca was the Disney, Disney Pixar, Pixar. Yeah, which those are the, those are your Toy Stories, mm-hmm. those are your Monsters Inc. Those are your you're like your Finding Nemo, like the big ones that really are like I need to rethink my life for a second, like right. But this one is Disney going, hey, we can we can do it too. We can do it in house. Yeah. Now, I think that they learned a lot from Pixar Absolutely. and they're, Absolutely. you know, I think one of the things like I wouldn't be surprised if there weren't former Pixar employees as a part of Disney here, animation. Studios. But how how cartoons I'm going to 
heavy air quotes cartoons. I was thinking the other day. No, stop. What if cartoons got seat? No. Absolutely not. Um, Hallelujah. How how they have changed so much. Like Pixar is responsible for going, we can tell a really big and deep story Mm. with animation. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that's been done on a very small scale sometimes before. But like we're a long way from Mickey Mouse and Looney Tunes Mm. now. And um, and I think that that's a good thing. I don't think that every story has to be that, but I'm glad it's being done. Like, I think for a long time, Shrek was what we were doing, where it was like, we can tell a story to adults and kids at the same time, but everything was like hypersexualized and like kind of just gross. Yeah. Um, Where this is like a deep appreciation. Yeah. Um, that kids and adults can have at the same time and that kids can watch it over and over. At I think there are movies where like, I watched that movie as a kid. I didn't appreciate it until I was an adult. Fair enough. Um, and I think that Toy Story, growing up, you know, we grew up with Toy Story and there are certain things like Harry Potter. Kids grew up with Harry Potter, but you really can't show a kid the the late, later movies of Harry Potter. Like you can show them the first mm-hmm. because it like the content becomes yeah. so much more mature now, where that's not necessarily the same way yeah. with some of the like with Toy Story. Sure. Um, you know, we were seeing complete. We were still watching Toy Story with our kids and seeing completely different completely things. different things or like the incredibles was that way too where oh, i was like yeah, i don't know if i want deep. our kids our little little kids to watch incredibles too yeah. because it's kind of dark kind of mature kind we of st- i don't think we still have let them see i it. don't think we have yeah. yeah well and so again major caveat here if, if you're if your kids are watching all of the harry potters and your kids are you know you you're an absolute monster and you've let them see incredibles too um like that's your prerogative. Right. We're, we're not here to, and even then me calling you a monster, that was in jest. Like we're not, <laughs> we're not here to, to rake you over the coals or anything. It's just like, I mean. Well, everybody knows what their kids are. Yes. You know, can, well, can handle. And you, sort of. Did you, they have you, a better you grasp should, on yeah. it than, than I do of their kids. I like legitimately speaking, uh, we have, we've kind of, uh, as our kids watch things on Disney plus, uh, which there's an ever-growing library of things on Disney Plus, things that were on the Disney Channel back in the day, things that are Disney Plus exclusives, yada yada yada. Um, I've I've recently had to tell uh, my son, my eldest son, Caleb, um, you're you're not allowed to watch this show, and it's not because it's inappropriate, it's not because it does anything, but it's because it changes his character or he identifies with a character. Like for instance. Um, there's a show on there called uh, Thundermans. The Thundermans. Yeah. Um, which the show is stupid. It is just, it's a ridiculous show about a family of superheroes doing, who cares? It doesn't matter. Like the show does not matter. Typical like Disney. But is the, it even Disney? I don't know. Oh yeah. I don't, the, that one's Disney? Yeah. The Dad's a Buffoon. I, I think it's, maybe it's Netflix. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, Henry Danger. I get them all I mixed ha- up. I hate the, those shows the where dad's make a parents complete idiots all the time. Yeah. I mean, the dad's an absolute buffoon. I mean, I can combat that. That one I'm not worried about. Um, dad's a buffoon. And also there is uh, the the oldest son is an aspiring villain in a family of heroes. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's the one I have a problem with. Mm-hmm. That's the, that, and the parents were almost <sighs> complacent, complicit. What's the word I'm looking for? Complicit, right? Like they're, they're allowing it they're to happen. They're complying? Complying. Is that, that's what complicit yeah, yeah. is. Is that what it is? Okay. Complacent yeah. is I don't care. Complicit is I'm, I'm going along with it. I think sometimes they're both, you know? Mm. Uh, but but the, the they're complicit most of the time where they're like oh well he's just working things out and oh you know this that and the other and there's a there's an element to that but at the same time like I we as parents that have to maybe guard we have to sometimes be a little bit more proactive yeah yeah because we know the tendencies of our own sure. kids whereas That's why I don't want him watching Home Alone either oh. because I'm just afraid that he's <sighs> gonna identify so much with Kevin McCall he's watching that McCall- that prank show that you were telling me. Mm-hmm. on on disney plus mm-hmm. and i just know that i'm gonna i'm gonna pee into some cellophane <laughs> at some point or s- like something we'll see yeah we'll I, see i am i am monitoring that situation i'm willing to wait on that <laughs> <laughs> for a long time um but anyway like so so we we identify with these things and we see things as parents um and if you don't have kids like you you see things in movies and tv shows and in comic books or uh, you know, big kid books and all sorts of stuff right, that other like, people don't I think we need to wait on that one. Yeah. Or, or that you just absolutely need to talk to somebody about that. It's mm-hmm. like, Oh my gosh, did you see that thing? You know? So, so we, we give it space. We try and create inside of LTN space for people to talk about things like that and discord and, you know, some other spaces, mainly discord, um, you know, where maybe spoilers aren't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this five seconds ago and I was saying it because this is how my brain works, right? Like it's crazy how fast the human brain works. Like It is, it is. Yes. Um, yes. But, you know, there there is a thing that happens with people where they're like, I'm not going to see that because everybody, it's just, it's the thing, right? Like yes. Matt Warmbier, my bestie, is like big time about that. He's so punk rock yeah. that if the world wants him to do something, he's going to find the opposite like thing it. or do nothing. I'm just not going to like that. But in this, in this thing, it's like, Hey, I, I really want to talk about, you know, the uh, Encanto, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Oh man, I haven't seen it. I need to make it actually a priority to go and see that movie so that we can talk about it. So you have at least one person to talk about it with. I may not be the best person to talk about it with, but you want really badly to talk about that. How can I create a space for you to get all your words out? Um, mm-hmm. and so I don't know. I, I, I think that that's one of the good things about, um, kind of living in a spoiler free zone is that it, it creates, um, that, uh, oh, what this word, um, like, like, like that, that immediacy in, in seeing something, um, to be a part of something as it's happening, because then you can look back on it with fondness, you know? So, we talk a lot about nostalgia and stuff like that and how if you didn't experience it in the moment that it just hits different. Um, right. You know, somebody wants to go back and watch the Goonies for the first time, which my brother's huge on. Um, yeah. You it's, can, you it's, can look back over. at that and go, oh, that moment is over. Oh, I'm very glad to be born right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cringe. Yep. Yeah. But I mean, so there's, there's a lot in this and there's a lot to talk about when it comes to Encanto and, uh, we, we can't overlook the music. Yeah. We kind of already talked about that a bit, but the music is, is pretty bomb. I mean, like you, everybody who has not, people who have not seen Encanto have heard are like, who's 
Bruno. Why are we talking? Why yeah. are we not talking about Why are we not talking? Why are we talking about not talking what about What is um, Bruno? No, no. Bruno I mean, is Fight Club. It's <laughs> it's so good. Um, and I, again, like Louis says, um, pressure that a drip, 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 that song. Um, I love watching those TikTok videos of people that are doing it with the the, the movie behind them. Mm-hmm. That Like they're doing all the steps. Oh, okay. And like, it's like first time watching Encanto. Second time oh, watching Encanto, yeah. 15th time watching Encanto, 100th time watching yeah, it. Yeah. It's the progression of like. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Which I will say, uh, I'm not a Lin-Manuel Miranda music fan. I don't really like his stuff. Which made me head scratch the first time you said it. And then mm-hmm. as it has sunk in, it makes a lot of sense because Does you it? hated Hamilton. I don't like Hamilton. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, mean, I said I, hated. It wasn't for you. I it's not like I don't appreciate it because I, I watched it once. That was my, like, I need to watch yeah. this so that I can talk about it Check. thing. Um, I watched it and, and it made me think really hard and I'm glad that I have seen it, but I watched it and I was like, probably never watch that one again. <laughs> Led to um, a very interesting discussion with your father. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't like, um, I don't like musical style written stuff where there are lines written over lines so that you have to listen to different tracks in order to understand what anybody is saying. Um, Also his like his cadences and rhythms and ways that he puts things together just doesn't agree with me for some reason, like my ear. Um, You like order. I do. Um, I didn't like I didn't like Mary Poppins Returns. Um, it was it was very, very different. different, and you know, and that's like I think he's a cool guy. His stuff just isn't usually hit with me, but this one totally did. Uh, I, I, loved, I, it, I loved it. I loved it. I don't want to say it hit with everybody, but it hit with a very large audience, and I think that uh, a lot of a lot of the push came from him. Mm-hmm. So like Encanto's rise. Mm-hmm. Um, and its popularity, I think it had a lot to do with Lin-Manuel Miranda being a part of it because mm-hmm. he, he had the high, Oh, hundred percent. No, but you were saying like, this is, this is the range that this guy has, right? You were saying that shiny from Moana. Yes. That's a Lin-Manuel Miranda song. And we were talking about that and I was like, did he do all the music or just that one? Uh, he can have all of it. It's fine. Uh, okay. Um, I, I, I do think that he, he was the, uh, musical supervisor. He did, you're or, welcome as well. Um, I, he, he was, if he didn't write it, he was in charge of it. Mm-hmm. And so, but again, like, like it, it just, it was different. It was, it was heavy air quotes, uncharacteristic of his style. Because if you go back and you watch Mary Poppins and you listen to that fever dream, um, of a soundtrack <laughs> and then. You go and you watch Hamilton. Yeah. Like the reason Hamilton was so, uh, you know, I would say like, like different and edgy was because it was different and edgy. Like it was, it was a rap musical, (laughs) like, you know, about, it was a rap musical about, uh, you know, colonial United States, um, you know, ye olden times. Um, and so like founding fathers is the whole thing. It's crazy. It shouldn't have worked as a musical, and so you take something that already probably wouldn't have worked and then you put a style to it that shouldn't work either. And it's like two wrongs make a right mm-hmm. kind of a deal. It mm-hmm. just it just hit so perfectly for a mm-hmm. lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked it. 
there are uh, there are a lot of things in that. I'm trying to remember what the name of the dang song was. The one that the king did. Uh-huh. Yeah, like that you was will good. Be back. That one. Yeah. That one. Yeah, and he's like spitting as he's talking, like singing. Da, 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 da. Yeah, but again, that's the that's a more musical one. It's 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 not right. It's not like the you know we're gonna you know like rap lines over each other and stuff like that. Right. Which to me it was difficult, but like for some people. It just like that was the moment. Like right. those songs were the things that absolutely just rung true with them. The king ones or the the like the the, the, the rapping and yeah. overlapping okay. and stuff uh-huh. like that. And I, I like I liked those. I enjoyed them. But it's like I was listening to uh, uh, like heavy metal, like screamo, with uh, some people in the car. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call him out, Brian. He was he likes to listen to that stuff, and I was he was like, Oh, this line just hit so hard. And if he hadn't told me what the lyrics were, there's Never no way I would have known what that right. was. But with him, can I like, listen to this music with subtitles? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> What's the audible version of, of this? You know, can I get somebody that reads along with it? Well, yeah. Because music now back in the day, you oh, get a CD here we go. and you would sit in front of your little boombox thing yes. and you would read the lyrics with it. I asked you him would that. go through all of the songs like while you're listening to it and read all of the lyrics. That's exactly what I asked him. I said, Hey man, did you, did you read the inside of the album cover to know what these lyrics are? Like, mm-hmm. cause that's the only reference that I have. I feel like I really miss that about CDs bring and back. streamed music doesn't have, like it's not readily available on all streaming platforms. Just and I bring it back. back. That's what I, um, one last thing for us to talk about in this section is the dress. <sighs> okay. You Which, guys... And when I say the dress, yeah. What am I talking about? So every time a Disney movie comes out with anything akin to a princess in my internet circles, which are all about sewing, there is a dress that everybody wants to replicate. Mm -hmm. So obviously Elsa, frozen dresses are a really big deal. Moana didn't go over so well as far as like people wanting to recreate it, but you know, there's snow white and there's Belle and there's sleeping beauty. Like everybody wants to create a dress from a movie. Usually interestingly, like the dress from Encanto that everybody is always recreating is that stupid (laughs) dress that Isabella is wearing. That's like, pink and chiffon uh, you know with these asymmetric ruffles yeah. and flowers and all of this stuff the perfect one yeah easily and they're like i'm replicable i made this pretty dress for my daughter and i am appalled <laughs> and repulsed that anybody would recreate that dress like i'm wow. incensed because i'm like why Intense would words, you yeah. why would you dress your daughter like in that um, because it's like that is a symbol of bondage, which I'm going to make a connection Uh-oh. right now that I didn't make before. But this is the same thing as little Star Wars fans uh-huh. love like little tiny girls wanting to wear that pretty, pretty two piece harem kind of outfit oh, that, that Leia, Leia wore when she was enslaved by Jabba, enslaved by Jabba the Hutt. And moms are always like, oh. She was literally, it was like she was a strip club dancer. I don't know that I would ever put my daughter in that. Do I let my, like, but she loves this outfit, but do I let, like, 
And I'm like, no, no, mm. it disagrees with me on a fundamental, like wow, the fiber of my being. I never thought all, about it like that. Not the lots job of, the of little one, girl but... because she's so pretty in that. Oh, like she's, she's so pretty in that scene, and so you gravitate towards this. It's the same idea with Isabella and this dress that it's like I'm. No, that that dress is a symbol yeah. of her bondage to perfectionism, and so I would never want to, my daughter to wear. It. I would never make that dress. Friends, I'm telling you right now, like the, there is so much in this movie. Like we're we're trying to talk specifically about Bruno. <clears throat> we decided we we're going to talk pretty broad uh, in this first section, but the next section is all about Bruno, uh-huh. um, because everybody's done broad. But Every, we yeah. could do an episode a on deep dive. Each character we're not going we're not to gonna do it we're we not, not going to do, do that. it this is not a series this is not yeah, this is not the encanto church nurse podcast um but I, I i encourage you to watch it if you haven't um i'm not telling you have to watch it with your kids but i'm saying like as an adult there's a lot of stuff in this movie um and i'm not even going to encourage you to try to identify with somebody because i think that you just kind of might naturally um and if you don't, that's fine too. But like Mirabelle, Mirabelle, Mirabelle is me. You don't wear glasses. Um, no, but like I, there's a lot in there. And so what I'm saying is we're going to encourage you to watch this movie. If you haven't seen it already, if you have seen it, maybe go watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and just when you have time or in chunks or whatever, and think critically about the media that you're intaking and what it might be saying to you or how it might be affecting you, mm-hmm. um, you know, internally and, yep. and your thought process talk about this all the time. But speaking of talking about it, don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to be talking about Bruno, um, and how his story, um, and, and the outline of his character kind of lines up uh, with a couple of biblical principles right here on the Church Nerds Podcast. Hi, I'm Mark from The Thoughtful Gamer, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today I'll be reviewing the board game The Search for Planet X. Deduction is rigid, which makes it difficult to incorporate into board games which thrive best in the rivers of uncertainty and doubt. If a deduction problem can be solved, it can be solved absolutely, at which point it simply becomes a matter of figuring out what the solution is. The Search for Planet X by Ben Rossett and Matthew O'Malley might be just about as good of a deduction game as can be made. It understands the limitations of the genre and does its best to mitigate them as much as possible. Where great deduction games like Planet X or the Shipwreck Arcana succeed is in the non-certain elements. Planet X creates those fuzzy edges on the periphery of the central deduction puzzle in a couple of ways. First, it challenges you to ask the right questions. Everyone is searching for the slippery planet X, which must live on one of the 18 segments of the sky. Four other bodies live in the sky, each following their own rules. You've got three tools for discovering where everything is located. You can target an area and simply learn what's there. You can survey a wedge of the sky, searching for one type of stellar body and learning how many exist in said wedge. Or you can research and learn a new rule, like no asteroids appear within two spaces of a gas cloud. These are your tools, and you must use them wisely to discover knowledge as quickly as possible. The second way Planet X pushes beyond cut-and-dry deduction is by allowing you to know the questions your opponents are asking. 
On more than one occasion, I've been baffled at the survey Amber just initiated, given what I thought I knew about what she knew, and had to return to my notes to try to squeeze knowledge from this information. The Search for Planet X is a superior deduction game that presents a satisfying puzzle. When I solved for Planet X in my first game, I jumped up from my chair in excitement. My question is, can deduction games improve on the Search for Planet X without becoming something else entirely? Thanks for listening. Again, I'm Mark from The Thoughtful Gamer, and if you want to see more board game reviews, go to thethoughtfulgamer.com. back to church nerds once again my name is bubba my name's anna and today we're talking about bruno is that how the song goes <laughs> no. no okay uh it's funny because when um they bring up bruno for the first time in the movie um she talks about her tio bruno mm-hmm. and everybody's like we don't talk about bruno and I was just like, ha, ha, ha. Everybody has that crazy person in their family that nobody wants to talk about. Yeah. And then later you're like, oh, oh, no, oh this is like a we thing. are actively avoiding. Mm. This is a conflict issue. Oh, okay. We're going to build a whole movie around. <laughs> okay, got you. Okay, good. Um, so Bruno mm. is, guy. you know, his gift is I, I, feel like he's a prophet hundred percent i mean like if we're gonna if we're gonna drill down into like what are the what are the biblical principles that we can see what are um you know where, where are the reflections from the bible that exist in this story uh bruno was 100 percent a prophet sure 100 percent. so now it, hold on caveat okay. all right like so we're we're, we're, it's, it's allegorical, right? Like we're trying yes. to put things up against each other. It, it's not expressly stated in the movie that he's getting his revelations from the Lord Jesus Christ or, you know, from no. God on high. It's just, no. they are, that's his gift. We're, we're just making comparisons here as yeah. everybody does when they watch movies. Um, this is not like, oh, this is definitively what's going on here. This is our take. This is a, this is one spin. This is one angle. Um, we're also not trying to write scripture or Christianity no. into Encanto. This is just like, hey, when we see things, this is it's how Anna and I cramble. do it. Yeah, well, I mean, because I think that it's important right. because I think people can say, oh, Oh, it's a Christian movie. It's not. It's not. It's That's not. not where we're going and, with this. And we're also not taking this in like cultural nah. context or family trauma context. Because nope. I think if I had to generally say what Encanto was about, I, I like to say it's about family dysfunction. It's a movie about a candle. And I think that if, you, if you're like, you know, a therapist will watch this um, and be like, you know, you see these different coping mechanism and that's kind of what these gifts are or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is that we're doing here. Yeah. And if I were looking at it from that standpoint, it's hard to say, it would be hard for me to say what Bruno's gift was as far as like a, a coping mechanism. Sure. Just the extreme truth teller person. Yeah. yeah like yeah. brutally honest truth person. I don't know. Yeah. We'll get into that here in just a minute. <clears throat> but it, it is easy to for me to look at at it from a spiritual standpoint, because like the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, 
Yeah, that guy's the prophet, mm-hmm. and nobody likes the prophet. Not generally speaking, there nobody are nobody likes people. the prophet unless the prophet is saying something good about them. Which I think that we see that in Bruno's character. So you know his his story is such that he he kind of starts out at the beginning of it, right? Like we kind of you know see this, and later on we learned a little bit more about it. But he has good things to tell. He has like the good news to bring to the people. And so he's not necessarily the quote unquote bearer of bad news all of the time. Right. Um, he has good things to say. Right. It's it's truth. It's good or bad. It's the future. And it just is yeah. what it is. And like, sorry about your bad luck if, um, if it's not a good thing. But his, like, well, his gift starts to become a burden. And I think that like, it was the first, it's kind of the first pedal to fall, it kind of feels like. Is this a, is this a Beauty and the Beast thing now? Oh, it's a tale as old as time. It absolutely <laughs> is. It's, it's the first pedal to fall. I, I, it feels like kind of in the family of these gifts kind of souring, um, at least like in a, in a large, they're kind of always degrading, right? Like that's, that's kind of how things operate. Things, things work, um, in a, in a decaying manner rather than like getting better. And so like, right. and I think you see this on like staffs and organizations mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You bring somebody in because you need this certain thing about them. But then when you have to deal with it, with it for too long, yeah. Uh, or like in a different context or something, sure. it's like, Oh, this is not as awesome as I thought, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, um, so I, that's what's happening with, you know, uh, the, the uh, magical family. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I had, that was a big fat question mark. Cause again, mm-hmm. I've seen this one and a half times through and names are the absolute worst. I only know Bruno's name cause it's in the song. I, I, there's so much like the name Bruno now, how would you like to be named Bruno? I would not. Number one. Also, I wonder about like when you're just naming these fictitious families and stuff, there's a, there's a doctor in our community whose last name is magical. Oh, that's true. And yeah. I'm like, I bet everybody's constantly being like, whoa, you know. <laughs> uh, I was talking about Luca earlier. There's a, there's a Bruno in Silencio Luca. Silencio Bruno. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bruno is not a good name right now. Yeah. It's not. Disney's not a fan of him. But mm-hmm. all that being said, <clears throat> I think that, that Bruno's the, like the degradation uh, or at least like the, the visual degradation of his, his gift becomes a it's burden. A fall from grace. Yeah. I mean, like, like it doesn't change. Right. Cause it's still, it does what it does, right. but the way that it affects people around them is it's like, Hey, your gift is a gift. So long as it benefits me. Right. And I so need less from you right now. Yeah. And so when you kind of look at what he can do, which is basically tell the future, which, you know, um, was a large part of what a prophet did, but it, it wasn't necessarily so much that as Correct. much as it was, yeah. I'm just going to tell you the truth. A message. Like, this is. This, this is, is what the Lord wants you to know right yeah. now. Yeah. I'm reading, about the reading way the that heavenly things email. are or the way that things were or the way that things will be should be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so like, this is basically what Bruno's doing and what leads to the, to the entire movie. Um, the, like the plot line of the movie is that he has this, this vision. Um, he has this, this prophecy that he's given and instead of delivering it, he shatters it. And then hides. Because it's not a good one. No. It's not a good one. So um, 
and 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 shattering it. I don't know if he was trying to be like, maybe this will change it. Or if it was just, I don't want to talk about it because this yeah. is not going to go over well. Uh, and I, you see this in prophets biblically um, where number one, nobody likes them. Like, oh, Lord, thank you for not making me specifically a prophet. Yeah. Um, even though Paul talks about how we should all, you know, Paul's sure, we should all want prophecy. But, says a lot of things. Um, I, I think like, so many of them ended up tortured and killed yeah. for because of what they had to say mm-hmm. and imprisoned and stuff. Um, and King, kings hated it. Kings either hate or were like ex- extorting them yeah. all the time. Like, hey, can you come and curse my enemies? Yeah. And it's like, uh, no, actually, I'm going to curse you. Yeah, boom. And it's going to happen whether I want it to or not. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I really wanted to take your money and just do what you said, but I <laughs> physically cannot do it. Yeah. Um, and and like Jonah ran away. Yeah. Um, God was like, here's a message I want you to deliver. Please go take it to these people. And he's like, pass, <laughs> pass on that. First, I'm going to pass because I think that they're going to kill me. Those people yep. are the worst. Oh, man. Um, what a great show. And then the second time it was like, I don't. Here's when we really get down to my motives. I don't want to deliver this message because I know that your end goal is redemption for these people. And I just rather you didn't. Yeah. Um, and then you have Elijah after, after, um, the whole prophets of Baal on the mountaintop, uh, experience, um, runs away and goes and hides in a cave. Yeah. Um, because he's like, in the proverbial walls of the world, I'm going to get dead from that one. It's over for me. (laughs) Um, like prophets went into hiding all the time. Yeah. Multiple times historically, because it is a really burdensome task sometimes. Uh, John, John the baptizer, uh, he, he lived in the wilderness, like away from people, you know, I mean, like you, when you, when you, when your job, John, a locust eater, the Baptist, when, when your job is to deliver very hard truths on a very regular basis, um, you're not necessarily everybody's best friend and you can't, you, you you can't hit all the time. Like Mm -hmm. not everyone's a home run, Mm -hmm. not just not going to happen. And so, like we see this in scripture where uh, even Jesus is is talking and he's reading out of um, Isaiah. And I think that you have mm-hmm. that up. Um, I'll stall while you click yeah. over there. <laughs> you want me to read the whole thing? Yeah, I, I think it's important because like it, it really paints the picture of what's going on there and like why Jesus was there in that synagogue um, and what he was trying to say to the people and how he used a prophet to proclaim his prophecy. Mm-hmm. Well, it was about him. Yeah. Uh, so this is happening in Nazareth. Um, Maybe you've heard of he's it. He's sometimes referred to as Jesus of Nazareth because that was his, that was his hood. Yeah. Um, and he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, 
The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Good news, right? And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendants and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Yay. And all spoke well of him and marveled at the gracious words that were coming from his mouth. And they said, is this not Joseph's son? And he said to them, doubtless you'll quote to me this proverb. Physician, heal yourself. What we've heard you did at Capernaum, do here in your hometown as well. Like, great, you're, you do miracles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come, come do a miracle for us. Yeah, we get uh, city squares open at 10. <clears throat> and he said, truly I say to you, no prophet is acceptable in his hometown. But in truth, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah when the heavens were shut up three years and six months and a great famine came over all the land and Elijah was sent to none of them, but only to Zarephath and in the land of Sidon to a woman who was a widow. And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha and none of them was cleansed, but only name in the Syrian. When they heard these things, all in the synagogue were filled with wrath and they rose up and drove him out of the town and brought him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built so that they could throw him down the cliff. Yeah. But passing through their midst, he went away. Bye. (laughs) He cloaked. Yep. And he was really good at it. And I mean, so like that, that really kind of opens things up and it's, it's like, this is the light, like Jesus himself Jesus himself had decided, I am not going to be able to do the things that these people are asking me to do because I've been sent here to do a very specific thing. Now, it's worth noting, Anna is just walking away right now to go take care of PJ, who is yelling. Uh, But I'm going to continue on when she's going to bring PJ here in just a second. But Jesus himself had said, hey, I... You know, I, I am I am the greatest of all of these prophets. Like all, the prophets are talking about me. I am here to do these great things. The men say, but I'm not here to put on a show. Um, so to kind of loop that back in with Bruno, Bruno himself was he he got to a point with his gift where he had to say certain things. He had to do certain things. He didn't control the things that were flowing through him. Um, he was not in control of, you know, these visions and prophecies that he had. Uh, he was legitimately speaking, he was the conduit um, by which these things were passing through. And so if there was something to be said, if there was something to be done, if there were, if there was knowledge to be known, then Bruno had it and we just, we had to deal with it. And we being the family or um, the city, because the magical family, that was part of what their gifts did was they would use them to benefit the people in the, in the town. I guess it wasn't a city. There were no like buildings and stuff like that, but like, yeah, they're like village. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, again, like, don't hear me say that, Oh, Bruno is the Jesus character in this story. It's that ain't it. That ain't what I'm saying. It's just there, there are connections between the two that 
we can see that that Jesus himself had to deal with some of the the same stuff that Bruno did. Um, where in that in that passage that Ann was just talking about, like Jesus Jesus had to dip. Um, you know, he had to he had to shadow walk basically uh, through the crowd to get out of it. And so it's it's kind of crazy that Bruno goes and crawls into the walls um, and is so like emotionally distraught by what's happening. He knows that he's not able to stop it. I mean, because Bruno is the only one who has seen the fullness of the vision. He's the only one that actually knows what is going to happen. Maribel is piecing all this together and Bruno's telling her, no, don't do it. It's not, it's, it's there ain't nothing but pain and disappointment down that road. Mm -hmm. Um, because like I, and this is me like, you know, writing stuff into the story, but like, why would he try and keep somebody from that? I think he knew the pain that she was going to have to go through in order. Trying to spare her. Yeah, absolutely. Because he was a good uncle and, and he kind of went to bat for her already. 100%. And so it's like, I've tried already. I've tried well, this. And he, like they, they had a very close relationship, Bruno and, and Maribel. And then he left. And so now she's, she's left kind of filling that role a little bit, um, you know, and it, it kind of sucks for her, for him be, to be so close, but to be so far away, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, to be willfully choosing to be outside that, that was a cat to be <laughs> outside of um of the family you know um he's he he ate right outside of the the dining room um and you know he watched he watched Maribel grow up he watched her have to go through stuff um with you know with the with abuela mm-hmm. um and to be told over and over again you don't have You're a gift not um, you're not special. Um, you're less. I mean, you're as special as your gift. So. Absolutely. And so, like, I mean, it, it's it's interesting that through all of that, what is the character's name that could hear everything? Um, Dolores. Dolores. She even said early on that she heard whispers in the walls or like something like that. It was like in a, in one like Where, that opening the, song. It, um. Well, and we don't talk about Bruno. She talks about like she associates him with the sound of falling sand. Yes. Um, but then later at the end of the movie, she's like, Oh, I knew he was here the whole time. Yeah. And you're like, what the heck? Yeah, Dolores? Get out of lady. What is wrong with yeah, you? Jeez. Tell somebody. Yikes. You're not a, you're not a good person. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like there's a lot to unpack there and we're not talking about her, but I we're thought not. that was, that was just an interesting, you know, uh, addition to his story was that in, in all of his secrecy, there were, you, there was still somebody who knew that he was there, mm-hmm. um, you know, but decided to do nothing with that information. Um, <laughs> yes. So I, I don't know that we have, and we do this a lot on this, this podcast. I don't know that we have a definitive end to, to these thoughts, but the there, I don't, I don't have like a, like a challenge or anything like that. I just think that it's, it's worth knowing that. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, PJ. It's, it's worth knowing, noting that when you have truth to tell, there is, there is the aspect of telling truth in love, right? Like we're not mm-hmm. just going out of our way to destroy people's life because the truth is is all that matters. Like there is there is an aspect of of telling the truth in love, 
Um, but at the same time, I don't think that. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's why I was thinking not being able to, to find the best way to tell the truth and love. Sometimes the truth is just going to be hard and it's going to hurt. Um, that that's just what it's going to be. And the weight of the truth will help to drive people towards a decision, right? I don't think that not having the best way to, to deliver that is the, a good enough reason to not share that. Like if you know beyond a shadow of a doubt. Well, it's really, it's really difficult because you were, you were saying, you know, Bruno had the truth Mm -hmm. and didn't want to deliver it. Mm -hmm. Then Mirabelle knew the truth, but then delivered it poorly at one point. Oh, and then hundred percent. Um, and so it's, 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 we can't just have the, the knowledge and not dispense it. Yeah. But we also need to be careful about the way that we do it. And then there's also the aspect of like, Jesus talks about sometimes, sometimes you, you need to not because you may be casting pearls before swine and they may turn on you and devour you. Like sometimes, sometimes you, sometimes you can't like, cause it's because that audience is not ready for that. Yeah. I mean, like I, I was thinking you were, you know, you read, you, you sparked that thought back in my brain because um, we basically had two entire podcasts before we, we, we did this one. We have like 35. We do this amount, all the time. Like things uh, we could do. So that moment where um, Bruno, ha- like it's not a moment. It's, it's basically the story arc. Uh, Bruno has the prophecy, the vision shatters. It decides not to share it. Maribel goes on the, you know, this Indiana Jones quest to find all of the lost pieces <laughs> and uh, she pieces it together and she ends up in a pit full of snakes at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Legitimately. Except they were rats. And so like uh, she, she was basically saying uh, circumstance be damned. Uh, Did you just say that word? Yeah, but like, like the Hoover damned oh. um, <laughs> circumstance be damned. I, w- this needs to be said. It needs, it needs to get out there to, you know, at one point she is like yelling at, uh, abuela and then there's flipping tables. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like, it's legit. And then that was like that moment where she's like, I'm never going to be good enough for you. Nobody is. No, you, 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 it's you. And you're the reason everything is falling apart. And that's when the massive cracks happened. Like there have been cracks, but that was like, nobody could deny it anymore. It was Mm -hmm. happening. And so I think that she probably could have done that better. Um, I, I identified with Maribel a lot in that moment. You were asking me earlier, who would, you know, who are you? I don't think I'm not Maribel all the time. There's no freaking way. Okay. She's way too much of like a nine, like the peacemaker in that moment. She went full eight. I mean, just conflict resolution to the max. She's like, we're not going to, we're not going to dodge this anymore. Wait a second. Conflict resolution or just conflict? Well, heavy, <laughs> capitalized, you know, all caps conflict. Confrontation to the max. She wanted to, she wanted to get ahead of it. Right. She's like, we're not doing this anymore. The challenge. This is what's, yeah, absolutely. And I was like, oh dang, that's me. Yep. I see that. And so did it lead to healing? Yes, it did. Because it needed, like they needed to have that, that moment. But that moment actually was, <laughs> it could have happened differently 100% because later on in that story, when we start to see Abuela and, and Maribel's uh, paths kind of come back together, like, and 
she opens up and she tells, here's the past, here's the history. Like Maribel in that moment where she she's like talking down to Abuela. Mm-hmm. Um, she took Abuela and she made her into like a, a vacuum of that moment mm-hmm. or of the, a vacuum of the time that she has known her. Mm-hmm. Instead of, which is my catchphrase, and this is probably going to be my epitaph, um, like Abuela, like everybody else, characters or not, um, is the sum of the moments that have led up to that moment. Like, why has she done all of the things that she's done? Mm-hmm. To Why is she trying to protect the family? Mm-hmm. Why does she shun Bruno? Like that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. which that's a whole nother series of podcasts right there. Right. Um, it's not that those things were okay, but they weren't just because she was a heartless correct. woman. Yes. Right. Um, so, I mean, like all that to say, I think like Bruno fits into this. Um, we should talk about Bruno. Right. Okay. If, if we're going to bring this back to any place, um, we should talk about Bruno. If there are people, <laughs> yes, if there are some people in our, in our lives, in our families, in our friend groups or whatever, um, that we are willfully excluding, maybe we should talk about them <laughs> a little bit more, uh, because, 500,000 reasons why, right? Like we don't know. We don't know why they are not um, around anymore. We don't know if they feel like them being, them being away from us is the best course of action. And if it is, we probably need to re-examine um, what's going on with our lives. Like I know personally, this is a moment of transparency. Like that's where I'm with my dad right now. You know, like I, I have, I've, I've willfully not been, in relationship with him for a while. I don't even know at least one COVID. And so, you know, do, how do, how do we reconcile those things? How do we make them right again? Um, Because relationships are a big deal to Jesus. Um, Relationships uh, really, the the church doesn't work without relationships. It's Mm -hmm. not a church Mm -hmm. without relationships. And so, um, yeah, I mean, like everything else, Bruno's character is multifaceted, mm-hmm. um, and it's not just well, he's the prophet, and uh, we should just do what the prophet says. Um, it's like how how people treat him, why those people treat him the way that they do, why they have the view of Bruno that they do. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that I get another thing about prophecy just really quick um a lot of creatives consider themselves they like they they identify with prophets because it's sure. like you know like a modern day prophet is, is an artist of of one form or another because you are trying to you are you are finding a medium to convey truth sure. to people around you um and so i mean in the church you know, some people are like, that's why it's really important to have the arts in the church. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> because that's, um, because art is, is the avenue of modern prophecy. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't, I can't like. Sure. Say that that's absolutely true or not, but I, I, that's why I just kind of consider his c- character to yeah. be pretty important like in the story obviously there's a whole song about him 100 and uh, guys i apologize we're not doing this justice at all and you know what that's fine like it's 
we really want you just to think about these things. And these are our thoughts on the subject. And so if you have other opinions, if you have differing opinions, uh, we would like to hear those. You can uh, hit us up on Twitter at Church Nerds LTM. Um, you can also um, find us anywhere that we are. Uh, we're in Discord, um, lovethatnerd.com slash Discord. You can hit us up there. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. We've got a Facebook page where we kind of post all of our, um, at the very least, all of the podcast episodes too. Or you can talk right there on the episode page uh, at lovethynerd.com slash churchnerds. Um, and it should take you to the latest episode and you can discuss it there. Or I don't I don't care. Talk about it with your friends. You, you don't have to get everything back to us. But we want to get these conversations going because Ann and I are really big on thinking critically about the media that we are consuming um, and uh, really letting it um, inform us and trying as best we possibly can to view things through our Christian worldview. That being said, if you're not a Christian, I hope that you enjoy this peek behind the curtain um, into another realm of a different way of thinking in the same way that I know that I do when I hear other people talk about it. Hey, we are going to take a short break, but don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to give you our Church Nerds memory verse and also our nerdy recommendation right here on the Church Nerds podcast. What's up, nerd? You digging this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Visit LTNOnAir.com and make LTN Radio your new go-to for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, as well as our exclusive LTN shows and podcasts, some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else. Visit LTNOnAir.com to listen now and find the link to our app. Now back to the show. Final round, fight! Well, to close out our show today, we have a Church Nerds Weekly verse accidentally called it by its previous name and actually it's verses verse not that scripture. we underestimate your ability to memorize chunks of scripture as opposed to um, I don't know Jesus wept mm. but this is a little bit of a longer one uh, this is second Corinthians chapter 2 um, verses 14 through 17. Uh, I tried to select some other things, but Bubba's like, no, we need one about how sometimes Bruno's truth like punched people in the gut mm, and it's get not super palatable. Yeah. Um, okay. So we here it there. is. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us reveals the fragrance of the knowledge of him in every place. And I love this image. For we are a fragrance of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing to the one an aroma from death to death to the other an aroma from life to life. And who is adequate for these things? For we are not like the many peddling the word of God, but as from sincerity, but as from God, we speak in Christ in the sight of God. Oof, man, this is a good book. <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. Yeah. 
So, and that was uh, from the NASB yeah. 2020. Um, where? The only good thing to come out of 2020 is where? they redid Boom. the Got him. <laughs> Just kidding. What, uh, what was the scripture reference? That was 2 Corinthians 2, um, 14 through 17. I know that you didn't say that because I didn't get a chance to say it's 2 Corinthians. Oh, 2 Corinthians. Yep. No, I did say it. But... Um, agree to disagree. Okay. We'll, we, um, we'll never know. Um. Uh, hey, PJ. PJ's back. Um, he was all the way across the house and decided, oh, what are we doing a podcast? <laughs> yeah. Doing my podcast? It's because he hears us talking and is like, uh, yes, please. Yeah. I will be a part of like, that. He's got things to do over there. I know. I pulled out three bins of toys. Legos. Uh, um, he dinosaurs. Can eat, he can eat all the Lego he wants in that room. He doesn't. The thing about Legos is I'm not afraid of him choking on them because stepping on a Lego is probably like swallowing a Lego. Like <gasps> he puts them in his mouth, but there's, um, it's got mm-hmm. blueberry in his fingers, touching your computer oh, there. Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, also some, uh, some action figures, but no, yeah, he's, not, he doesn't care. not a take, he not just, taking them. He's, he's Ariel, man. Ariel. I want to be where the oh, people okay. are. Yeah. Big Not Disney family like his, with his treasure trove of trinkets. No, yeah, he's the thing of a bobs. Did you like how I word you? I used the word trove. Uh, oh, you sneaking in wordles? Yeah. Okay, I gotcha. <laughs> I don't appreciate rupees. Hope Thank I don't you. spill my Ru- coffee. Oh, ru- rupees? Yeah, yeah rupees. That was no, today's word. You. That no, Kinda, it wasn't. Yep, that was yesterday's. What's, uh, Have I you do done it today? I did today's word. <laughs> These days are just bleeding together okay. for me. Um, well. It's time for a recommendation. <laughs> and it's not Wordle. I recommendation. Need... I just made a word. Or a, you didn't make a, a word. jingle. A jingle. Yeah. I made a jingle. Yeah. Um, we are right now wrestling, PJ. Um, that's not the recommendation. But we we do have a recommendation. Anna's uh, in love with this YouTube channel called... In love. <laughs> Cinema Therapy is so good. We've recommended it before. And I could not wait when I had seen Encanto. I was like, I can't wait for the cinema or the therapist reacts um, video uh, to this movie. So I think they have some really good series. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a filmmaker and a family therapist who are friends sitting down and watching movies together and yep. sort of unpacking them both on a cinematography level and a psychology level. And um, they have a few cool, um, like, series. They've got Psychology of a Hero. They've got Psychology of a Villain. They have um, kind of, like, listicle types of things. Bunch of different things. Um, but also Therapist Reacts is another one. And they'll and he'll react to movies. And uh, and they cry a lot. Well, one yeah. of them cries a lot. And, well, and they're, they're starting to do some more stuff, too. Uh, we we actually just watched the Encanto um, episode before we did this, not so that we could steal everything that they said, but it's like no. we really enjoy that insight. Like we appreciate. Um, I, I want to hear what everybody has to say about this stuff. Like I, mm-hmm. I it's not like, oh, I just want to take what what they're saying. I don't even want you guys to take anything that we say and speak it forth as as scripture, you know. But at the same time, I do think that getting a a wide perspective of um, perspectives, you know, broadening your horizons. A variety as as, of perspectives. There we go. A plethora. Would you say that there is a plethora <laughs> of perspectives? I, I think that that is important. And so that's that's what we're encouraging you to do is to go and check out uh, Cinema Therapy. It's a pretty dope channel. Yep, so, I like it. 
Hey, I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Church Nerds podcast. Um, PJ is saying we're done. Um, <laughs> he will not allow this to continue anymore. No, no. So a couple of things we want you to do. Make sure that you go and check us out. We are a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization. And if any of that means anything to you, sweet. Let's, uh, let's, let's chitty chat about that. And if it doesn't, just come and hang out with us. Um, if you want to financially partner with us in any way, shape, or form, I would love that. I think that would be great. If not, you're not obligated to. But if you are, you can go to lovethynerd.com slash give. Find all the information there. Uh, if you have any questions, please sure to reach out to me, Bubba at lovethynerd.com. I would absolutely love to talk with you about that. You can also partner with me specifically and Anna um, by proxy because we're married. Um, and yes, also PJ. We are. We're not married, but he is in this family. Benefits from it. Yep, I see you, bud. Lovethynerd.com slash Bubba. We'll take you there. Um, and I'd love to have more conversations with you about that if you want to as well. You can also just go to smile.amazon.com. You can set Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice because we are a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can have like 0.05% of your purchase kick back to us at no extra cost to you. Cool. No, what? don't act like you're not on Amazon. I was on Amazon yesterday. I bought a game. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Stop yelling at me, Anna. It's fine. You bought a game? I may or may not have definitely purchased the expansion for Dune Imperium, which is slowly creeping its way up the list of games that I absolutely love. But I have not played. No, no, no. I played it. I have. I've played it twice. Twice. Yeah. It's a long game. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, but when you're there, please go to smile.amazon.com and set Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice. Like I said, little kickback. You can also find us on social media at Love Thy Nerd on all major platforms and on LTN Radio each and every Friday morning by simply going to ltnonair.com or for searching for searching <laughs> or by searching for LTN Radio on the Live 365 app. Um, you can also go to lovethynerd.com and. Go to LTN Radio from clicking the little button on there. And we mentioned the Facebook community. Man, we got all sorts of things. Um, we've it's got a, it's a good place to chit chat. Yeah, Facebook community is great. Just search for Love Thy Nerd uh, on Facebook. Two things are going to come up: our page and our community. Like the page and join the community. And if you want to get even further into the community, I would recommend going to our Discord channel lovethynerd.com slash discord it's not just a channel it's a whole entire server we got a bunch of stuff going on over there so if any of that tickles your fancy come and hang out with us we'd love to have you you can also find us the church nerds on twitter at church nerds ltn and uh you can find the latest episodes by just going to lovethynerd.com slash church nerds hey once again i'm bubba i'm anna and we'll catch you next week on another episode of church nerds and as always if no one else tells you this just remember it's true jesus loves you nerds